Hey everybody, welcome back to We Lost Some Ships, episode 9, or 10. I think this is episode 10. I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, welcome to episode 10, we yeah. think. Now, and now we have the <clears throat> uh, subtitle, Making I, I, <laughs> Relationships <laughs> Awesome Again. <laughs> or true. Make Relationships Awesome Again. Make Relationships <laughs> Awesome Again, yeah. Although I, I, I feel yeah. like the whole, yeah. the whole Make Something Great Again is becoming overdone. But... Oh, but, I don't know what you're talking about. Paul. <laughs> yeah, uh, but anyways, we, we need. <laughs> I to came do up the, with that myself. <laughs> when you search for relationships on some of these podcast uh, app providers or whatever, uh, it wasn't pulling us up. Yeah, didn't, for some reason they didn't recognize the word relationships. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they didn't get that. Come on, <laughs> clearly the uh, AI is not smart enough yeah, yet. Clearly, it's about relationships. <laughs> Wait, have you been noticing these AI? Um, I don't know if this your phone does this, but um, now when somebody sends me a text. The AI, uh, you know, coupled with my phone, is like, here's three responses. Should I, shall I send one? What? Oh, and for e- for Gmail. Uh, well, it, it, it's still not for for uh, your text. Does it for my text? My now, my too. texts aren't smart. My phone's not smart enough. Oh, uh, my Gmail is smart enough, and I'm impressed at how good it is at that. Oh, really? Actually, yeah, how appropriate okay. the pre-programmed responses are. Yeah, they're usually not very comprehensive, but <laughs> but they could be okay. a good easy. Thoughtless response. Yeah, I was going to say, about? you know those, um, you know those, uh, the April Fool's jokes that Google does. Uh-huh. And there was one where they were saying like, "You can set it up to where we'll just send the response. You don't need to okay it. We'll just send it." <laughs> and uh, so they'll just like send responses to people, and it's like canned stuff that's just happening. Uh-huh. You just hope it doesn't mess something. I'm up. glad that it's not yeah. automatic. Anyways, okay, so last time we talked about fear. Yeah, we did. And since then, have you experienced any fear? None at all, whatsoever. Oh, man. Okay, that that episode no, of course, definitely of course it, worked. That's right, it worked. <laughs> for you. Yeah, no, I uh, I took a big exam. I studied... It was, uh, that's it was true. It was a week-long marathon study session uh, for this exam, and towards the end, I was a little bit afraid that I was not even going to pass, so oh. I was thinking of canceling. And then I pushed oh, through the fear. Considered and canceling, it worked. Huh? Yeah. I uh, had fear when I took the bar for the first time. Yeah. I mean, I took the Arizona bar. I only took it once, all you people out there. Don't assume that I failed. <laughs> uh, no, but then I had to take the Utah bar because I moved uh-huh. up here before I had enough time. Yeah. Under my belt. And I was much less fearful that time, having been through okay. it once. What about fear this past week, Paul? Mm, okay. None? Did I feel fear this past week? I. I I've been feeling some, yeah, some fear and stress related to some work stuff. But, mm. Yeah. What's on the line? Deadlines. No, no. What uh, is on the line? Oh, what is on the line? Why the fear? Uh, why the fear? Uh, well, okay. W- one fear is just related to not wanting work to encroach upon the the little amount of free personal time that I have. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like that could drive me insane. Yeah. Um, there's also some matters that I'm working on that are uh, they're new types of things for me, so they cause oh. me more stress because I'm it's a little bit wading out into uh, un, uh, previously uncharted waters for yeah. me, and with the potential for embarrassment uh, or yeah, to or some bad extent, client or, reviews or, or out not necessarily bad okay. client review probably, but but I I have a lot of value in. Um, having a good outcome for my client, that brings me like a lot of satisfaction. Yeah. And um, so, you know, if I, if I feel like I'm, it takes me a while to get up speed on something, um, 
you know, or if I'm a little bit uncertain about stuff, that can cause yeah. me some stress and fear. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Uh, before this, we were also talking to one of our friends who was expressing his fear about getting back into dating after uh, a long time out mm-hmm. of it. Because um, of, anyway. Um, yeah, no, and divorce is coming out. Yeah, yeah. Um, so fear takes all sorts of forms. and Yeah, it does. The great preserver and the great destroyer. Whoa! Yeah, it's both. <laughs> That's right. Any other announcements? Yeah. I don't know if anything else. Uh, uh, oh, so I think I mentioned <clears throat> how my crown fell off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so and, the world and, needs to and, know. And are you going to talk about how you, you just put it back on? I just uh, put it back on. I got and, some uh, uh, dental cement at the store, and uh, uh, and I put it back on. And, <laughs> yep. Uh, it feels a little bit high, like my teeth are rubbing against each other in ways that they didn't yeah. used to before. But Hot. but uh, otherwise, it's back on. You remember those like Time Life books that were like, how to do all kinds of stuff uh, or something like that. Cause I remember this far side cartoon and the guy was doing gallbladder surgery on his wife. <laughs> he had this book. It was like the time life book of home surgery or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. It's a lot like that. I mean, like, I'll need to go to a dentist to, well, we'll see if it stays and I'll, then I'll say are, job done. Are they going to give you a stern look and, and or talking to you? About like, hey, who put this crown back on? <laughs> this stinks. Um, you can just tell I don't them care. You, I don't care if they do or do not. I mean, they work for me. You get, just tell them you got it done at some shady dental office yeah. in a dark Actually, corner. Actually, is it okay country. for dentists and dental assistants to go to like shame you for your? I mean, it kind of is, right? It's kind of their job. To oh, for like uh, if you're like, oh, you need to floss more, or like. You know, yeah. like shaming you. You know, like, oh, sure. you should have taken better care of your teeth. Doctors do a little bit of that. Sometimes I'm trying to remember where I was listening to somebody was talking about how his doctor would say, like, hey, man, what, do you want to, like, get diabetes when you're 60 like, or when you're 50? Like, come on, you need to get in better shape. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. We, we do need some of that. Yeah. I don't know. Though when I was a child, I went to the doctor and uh, Dr. Naj, oh, I don't know this guy. I think he was from Germany. And he was like checking my heart pressure or something. I don't know how old I was. I was pretty young. And he was like, mm. "You're fat. <laughs> Why don't you exercise? <laughs> Why don't you exercise?" Well, that's also that, that, that classic German. Uh, it is tactlessness. Well, and it's also true that in some foreign countries, like it's not um, socially unkind that's to right. say that. That's like right. in, in Latin, yeah. in Spanish. Yeah. Uh, Cultures too. You yeah. just call somebody fatty or like that's right. gordo. And well, and that's a form of endearment, right? Yeah, it's yeah. not like a big See, deal. In, in China, in Chinese culture, my, my mom is Chinese. Um, they think that that's their way of like showing love is to like tell you what you're doing wrong. <laughs> oh really? Okay. Yeah. So uh, thank you for your love. Yeah, like no, the, thank the, you for the advice. Like they're just trying to help you, you know? Like okay, they're just doing what they can. Well, yeah, it's too. Like I like listening to some reggae too, and like I remember this one song, and the guy was like, in in uh, Jamaican culture, like yeah, it's a compliment to call a girl a fat girl. It's basically like she's super attractive. Sure. And so the guy's like talking about riding his bike, and yeah, he's a fat in girl, cultures, like, and he falls yeah. off because yeah. he's like so blown away by her beauty. <laughs> And he's like, that's what the lyrics are. Yeah, well, and you know, I mean, in the the U.S., like, our conception of beauty is, well, I mean, it's changed over the decades, but nowadays it's like stick figure skinny, right? But but that's not true true. across cultures. Um, Yeah, I've seen some... uh, some study where... Sorry, when we're talking about women, at least. Probably for men, too. Sure about women, it's true. Men, too. Um, You know, we want them fit and 
not fat. I know, but I was dating some girl. and Although it, most Americans are the opposite. <laughs> not yeah, fit. I, <laughs> fat and not fit. Anyway, go on. Too, man. Well, I, I do think that affects our, our, our dating lives in general. As yeah. cultures, as we get fatter, well, we're just less attractive to one another. Uh-huh. But guys and girls, but um, yeah, I don't know. I was dating some girl and she was like, and we were talking about what she liked in a guy, and she was like, yeah, you know, I like, like real skinny guys. And I was like, yeah. uh, hmm. It's, at the time, that wasn't me. I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, What little, about very average guys <laughs> with great was, personalities? <laughs> a little bit awkward. And she said, no, I want skinny yeah, I and that. bad personality. Yeah, sure. Right? But I heard that. I heard <laughs> That's that. all girls want. <laughs> yeah. Someone with a bad personality. Pretty much, pretty much. That was like their dream. And um, But I did, I, did, I did watch this thing about this study where uh, females would pick Barbie dolls. I, I, it was like, I don't remember how old these girls were. They were younger, and they were like, pick the Barbie doll size that uh, you think guys would most like. Mm. And they had them ranging from like very skinny to yeah. a little bit heavier. And girls, on average, picked the Barbie doll that was skinnier than what guys actually liked. Uh, so in their mind, it was like, uh, I would need to get down to that level. Yeah. And it wasn't yeah. that. It wasn't actually true. Yeah. All right, anyways, we're way off topic. Well, Maybe we should get for good cause. on topic. That was for good cause. Today, we're actually going to be talking about uh, personality type stuff, specifically Myers-Briggs. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Also known as the Myers-Briggs Type Indicator. Yeah, MBTI. A- MBTI. Yep. And uh, so, anyways, Brian and I, I mean, not Brian and I, Bryce and I, uh, have uh, delved into this a little bit uh, each independently of one another and find it somewhat useful but um, yeah. anyways yeah, it's Pri- useful. Price has got a little bit of background info oh, about oh that's true that's to true get well, us and first started and fo- first and foremost so again one of the things I've studied and, and all that education I spent so much time and money on uh, so I studied psychology among other things um you know, and personality is, is, you know, one of the, I found it to be one of the more interesting um, areas of study. Um, but the whole idea of personality, because often I find when I talk about personality theories to people, that some people are extremely resistant right off the bat. Because yeah. they're like, no, you can't label me. Yeah, um, and on the one hand, it's like, yeah, you're right. People are complex. And they are. And I think a good theory, like a good personality theory uh, accounts for that some extent um on the other hand i uh, well, oh, the whole you, idea of personality theory of the oh go ahead well what do you mean like a, how the a good personality theory accounts for that specifically that how, the, they like at least mention like, the people that don't like this test are probably this personality <laughs> type <laughs> that's not what i mean okay um i'll, I'll explain i'll explain a okay. little bit but um um my train of thought Oh, okay. Well, the whole idea of personality, right, is that it's some stable uh, core traits or or in a, a pattern that's exhibited, and yeah. everyone has those. Sure. Not sure. not perfect, you know. Not that yeah. they behave exactly the same way in every situation at all times, but yeah. But if you if a person says, "I don't Something believe in personality," repeatable. they're basically saying that people are act completely randomly every time, which is not true. People are pretty predictable in some ways. Sure. And I, I and and the uh, the um, aversion that some people have to these things, maybe they feel like we're getting too close to robots. <laughs> like, I am not an automaton. Yeah. Uh, sure. You know, I also think people want to be understood in, on an organic level and not just like 
you know, a person they just met says, oh, you're an ENFJ, you know, now I know everything about you. No one wants to be treated that, that way. That right? is true. Yeah. And um, it's also true that there are some personality types that especially like personality tests. That's true. Um, we are two of those yeah. um, in that um, we, we really like, like self-discovery and yeah. exploring our own personality yeah. and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, yeah, sorry, con- you did, that was some just, bonus. Uh, maybe we're just conceited. Yeah, um, some bonus explanation. Okay, so uh, here's what Wikipedia says about Myers-Briggs. Um, so it was it was um, created by Catherine Cook Briggs and her daughter Isabel Myers. Uh, excuse me, Isabel Briggs Myers. So it was a mother and daughter team. Uh, it's based on a lot of um, concepts in Jungian psychology, which is to say, yeah, Carl uh, Jung, Carl Jung, Swiss right. psychoanalyst. Yeah, he was great. Um, okay. So they'd speculated that humans experience the world using four principal psychological functions, sensation, intuition, feeling, and thinking, and that one of these four functions is dominant for a person most of the time. The MBTI was constructed for normal populations and emphasizes the value of naturally occurring differences. The underlying assumption of the MBTI is that we all have specific preferences in the way we construe our experiences, and these preferences underlie our interests, needs, values, and motivation. Right. That part only talks yeah. about like the first or the middle two letters. Uh, but I know I think that well, those sure are the exactly those are the four principal psychological functions. Okay, then where's the extroversion Inter- and the introversion? Those are... It's just other stuff. It's like, like what, what we do with those functions. Uh, uh, so so okay. the middle two are the functions. And, okay. And, yeah, anyway. We'll explain all of this okay. in due time, people. Yeah, we will. Yeah. Um, um, I, I have a comment. Yes. Uh, but it's, it's off. Um, yeah, so when you're talking about like people don't want to be classified kind of thing they don't want to be like put in a box but one point I will make about the marriage yeah, which breaks, is completely reasonable I think yeah sure on the face it of it sure um, it is like um, it's when they think I, that they have yeah. no box that they could be put in that I question their awareness sorry go no, on that's true have you ever played this game a thousand blank white cards <laughs> you told me about it I, I can't I remember did. It. it's it's kind of like you take like you you take like an in, index cards and there's kind of like no rules. You're in a group and you're like making up cards kind of as you go along. Uh-huh. There's not really any strategy, but it it oh. pulls a lot of creativity out of people. Oh, nice. So it's kind of like, um, yeah, I know it's it's a little bit. It it does. I don't have the inversion to it like I do to flux, but but anyway, flux is the worst. Yeah, it is. I hate flux. It's but not a game. About a monstrosity. I had a roommate who really didn't like Myers Briggs, and um, we happened to be playing. Uh, um, uh, a thousand blank white cards, and I made a card that was it was very clearly him, and it had his type on there. And it was like, I'm gonna go to my room, recharge my batteries by myself, read something like fantasy fiction, and think about my feelings, and, and then go someplace on time because I'm an INFJ, and uh, or something like that. And he took that pretty well, but he was really tired of us talking about Marsh Briggs. I feel like okay. we talked about too much. Well, that resonated with him. Oh, yeah. but the point I was gonna make though is that. The Mar- the temp- the Myers Briggs stuff really is supposedly only um, it doesn't it doesn't uh, necessarily speak directly to like this is your strength and this is your weakness. Yeah, it's but, not about strengths and weaknesses. Yeah, it's, it's about, about preferences. Preferences. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah, and, and there's no good or bad either. Like, right. These are all different. Well, it is. It's different preferences. Like, and they're all useful. We all use them, but yeah. some of them we prefer over others. There was this uh, thread I was reading that was talking about some people were trying to figure out did Jesus have a Myers Briggs personality? Type? Oh, let's not go there. No, you can you can do this with like every person. 
Yeah, I, I agree. Like, I agree. Yeah. Well, okay. Paul and I have had discussions about you know God's Myers Briggs type, and we disagree on it. Um, oh, we do. I yeah, and I Jesus we is too. But but that being said, yeah, it is fun to like psychoanalyze people across time and space, like people who are dead. <laughs> you know, that's interesting. But okay, which is what which is what a lot of this is. Well, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Uh, well, that's a good point. We disagree about that. Like, cause I, that's a good point. Cause my, my thought was like, well, um, anybody can have a preference, even if you're perfectly good at both sides of the, of either of the thing. Yeah. You can still yeah. have a preference that yeah. this is the one I prefer. Well, it's off topic. To but it, in my opinion. Well, it's not really off topic, but it's well, quasi. We, yeah. 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 All right. All right. We'll skip it. Let's stick to this mortal world. <laughs> <laughs> Although I'm of the opinion that in in the I mean, in the grand beyond in the great eternities, I think personality is more of a a mortal adaptation. That's my point of view. Anyway, we're way off topic. Well, what do you mean, Paul? Let's not go there. How, We've what, talked about what, this. Okay, I, I, I forgot. <laughs> no, are we ever gonna? Did, wait, I forget. Right, right, did right, we right. even say that we're talking about introversion and extroversion this time? No. Then maybe we shouldn't. To, maybe we okay, should okay, keep. Okay. Maybe we should just keep talking about the big picture stuff. Well, sir. Okay, so we can talk about some generalities okay. that, like, okay. so Myers Briggs um, uh, bundles people by preference basically into sixteen different personality yeah. types. It's a four-letter code. So the first letter is extroversion versus introversion, E versus I. The second is intuiting versus sensing. The third is thinking versus feeling, and the fourth is judging versus perceiving. Yeah. And I'm sure we'll talk about some of that to some extent. Yeah. In addition to that, uh, there's this work by this guy named David Kiersey who, who bundled the 16 types further into four groups called temperaments, um, which are which is kind of like um, it bundles you according to like your your strongest drive, uh, whether you have like a drive for knowledge, a drive for ideals, a drive for um, SJ, which is duty. Hmm. Or drive for action. Hmm. So sometimes when I have people like take the, these tests online or whatever, and they're having a hard time deciding between two of the letters, sometimes uh, asking questions about that drive will clarify things hmm. because the, um, each of the four temperaments is uh, related to two of the letters. So if you have NF, you're an idealist. Hmm. Bryce and I are both idealists. Mm. Um, uh, Bryce is maybe closer to the. No, I mean, I am, but... Sure, you're closer to the NT line than me. Fin- you go ahead and finish your thought. Sure, which is like a yeah. knowledge seeker. Anyways, these different drives, um, uh, they, they speak to how you act in certain situations sometimes, or your preferences as well. Anyways, yeah. We should yeah. talk about yeah. the letters. Um, getting, so I think, getting. I mean, you go on Facebook or online, and there's bazillions of different... Uh, well, it used to be the big thing, like, which Harry Potter... Yeah, or, or, or which, sure. which you know, your Myers Briggs will predict which Star Wars character you are, or which Harry Potter right. character. I'm glad those are no longer and then, hot uh, on Facebook. But watch them call it Analytica would steal all your data. <laughs> and your friends would be like, <laughs> now right. we got the them. Perfect crime. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can't remember what it's called. Whatever, something. Analytica. Uh, I can't remember. Uh, anyway, something analytic. Cambridge Analytica. Cambridge Analytica. Um, uh, sell to the Russians. For... Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, okay. So there's all sorts of different types, right? And they're all like uh, copies of the original. Um, so mm. so the rights to the original MBTI is actually owned by a company called CPP. Can't remember what that stands for. Um, 
but they actually have the official stuff. Um, so when, when I did some um, coach training a few years back, um, one of the most valuable parts of that was that I took an advanced form of this, um, of the Myers-Briggs assessment. And by the way, they, they call them, like practitioners call them assessments, not tests, because a test implies that you can pass or fail or that there's a, a right and a wrong. <laughs> I mean, it, just for the sake of accuracy, you know. But it, just for fun, I feel like one of the uh, assessors <laughs> said at the end of somebody's assessment, say, you failed. <laughs> Walk out. Or, you know. Yeah. Good. Good idea. Actually, um, bad idea. But <laughs> a fun um, idea. Anyway. I, uh, okay, so I you saying? took one of these, though. Oh, this yeah. It was, it was like a more a advanced more version. And, like... and it. Okay, so I would say two things. One, like, the best ki- versions are the ones that, like, break down each letter by a percentage sure. preference. Okay. To, to show how strong your preference is. Because there's definitely people who are more extreme and yeah. people who are not. Um, well, and that's one of the main criticisms that I think that the MTI yeah. gets is that it's yeah. so binary if you don't have that. Uh, yeah. That it doesn't give you as much yeah. useful information. Yeah, and I feel like if people took this more advanced version, which is not free, unfortunately, but but also you know you get what you pay for. But anyway, um, um, if more people took it, they'd be like, oh, okay, I can take Myers Briggs more seriously now because I yeah. see that it does account for the nuance. Um, sure. Uh, another thing I really liked about it um, was that it um, breaks each letter down into to five subscales. Um, uh. Kind of like. I don't think I've ever so, seen that. Yeah, you should. Um, I, well, I need my my copy. I I need to get back from a friend, but um, and then I'll show you. But okay. um, so I can't talk too sure, too knowledgeably about it sure. until I get that back. Sure. But it has like subscales that like okay. Um, for instance, like with extroversion, you know, versus introversion, the subscales were like um, preference for intimacy versus preference mm. for broad association where broad association mm. is more of an extroverted sure um, and then intimacy yeah. is more of an, an introverted or or like okay. um, you know initiation like initiating versus like passive like passive is more introvert okay versus initiating is more extrovert so it, it anyway it, it breaks it down so okay for all you myers-briggs haters and skeptics out there Maybe you should take this version. Yeah, maybe take the real version. Yeah. Um, sure. And then we should talk a little bit more about why My- Myers-Briggs tends to get knocked. Um, yeah. The professional community a little bit. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, it, it it's methodologically, it's not the most airtight, but nothing is in social sciences. <laughs> um, yeah. um A common criticism is um, it, there's a validity issue where... Um, the actual measurement instrument, the 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 survey, um, does not really measure what it's purporting to measure. So yeah. it's it's purporting to measure preference for, um, you know, sensory information versus intuitive information, for instance. Which we'll explain that in the, in the later episode. Um, you know, but it, but it it purports to do that through asking questions which aren't necessarily asking that anyway. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to get too much in the weeds. But. Sure, no. Like, I gave a presentation on... I had this Myers-Briggs book. Um, mm. It was called What Type Am I by Renee Barron. Mm. Um, and I used some of that stuff to give a presentation to some people. And mm. then we, like, all took the test. Uh, but it was basically, like, almost everybody in there tested as an N on the second letter. That doesn't surprise me. And Yeah, I don't... It was interesting. I was kind of like... 
is this because the ends were just more interested in this? You know, and there's a lot it, to that. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, or was it that like uh, we were talking about ends in a in a more cool hip uh, way? That's probably that too. Like, that's probably that too. So, you know, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, well, that and that's another common criticism is, um, well, it's it's related to that validity issue. It, or, so it's a self-reported sur- uh, assessment, meaning all they have to go on is what a person says about themselves, and you know we. And uh, we're, we don't always see ourselves. Well, we don't. We don't see ourselves completely accurately. No one does. Um, yeah. and, and so, you know, depending on our how self-aware we are, yep. um, how we're feeling that day, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. those can impact. Or, or, you know, if maybe we had a fight with someone that day. And anyway. Well, and uh, it's also true that um, but when you especially the like the first time or two when a person takes these tests some of these questions like you've never even thought about them before right and so right. Uh, it's very common i know when i've had when i've like asked people some of the questions that are on the test they'll often be like torn on every single question right. they'll be like oh man right. i don't even, like i feel right. like i'm both of those and yeah. and uh, i feel like some of that is like we're not always like yeah. self-analyzing ourselves to be right. able to, but once you've kind of gone through some of these a few times because for me i tested differently the yeah. first few times and after a while it all normalized and now i i basically or i i'm assessed the same way every time it, yeah. it generally gives me the same yeah. type but yeah um, um but that's one of the the criticism it has is that it's not it doesn't have a high repeatability that people take it the first right. time the, the, take it a second yeah. time they'll get a different the results but i test, feel like test retest that's um, partly related uh, to reliability yeah. Of course, you were talking earlier about how, like, well, if you weren't self-reporting, maybe somebody who's, you know, kind of a professional at obsessing you might right. do a better, so, more accurate job. So another assessment I took, you know, for that coaching training was um, like a leadership assessment. And it's, it was a 360 assessment, meaning you get multiple people's um, uh, data, you know, on, on the same person. Yeah. Um, I think those are valuable. Now, that being said... You know, assessing someone's leadership qualities, I think, is different from assessing someone else's preference for, <laughs> you know, make uh, for uh, how they make decisions. Right. No one outside people can't really see that um, they can observe. They can make some inferences based on what they have observed, you know, inferences or, you know, it, it, well, an inference is something that is so. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'm not sure inference is the right word because that implies okay. that entails that there's so much evidence that it, it has to be that, right? Anyway, sorry, I'm getting uh, <laughs> nitpicky. Something. Uh, yeah. Either way, yeah. But, so, yeah. but I, but I think uh, like maybe one of the one of the uh, experiences, at least that I've had with the Mars Briggs, is the although it kind of gets knocked like that. Um, I feel like it has been useful in my relationships with other Me people, too. roommates, absolutely, uh, coworkers, totally, people that I've dated. Yeah, and I feel like it's. I feel like there's been some accuracies. Like for example, yeah. the personality types that they say I, I probably would most naturally match up with uh, in a romantic uh, setting. I feel like there has been some accuracy to that. Yeah. Um and I don't think that that's just me uh, projecting yeah. onto what they're saying. And, sure. Um. Uh, one of my roommates, for the record, Paul, Paul yeah. has uh, tried to convince me that I, I, I'm not convinced about the. He's not convinced. Yeah, about I'm the, not convinced. Not yet. Anyway. It's also true that uh, Isabel, uh, or yeah, Isabel Myers Briggs Myers or whatever, 
she um actually uh she was married when yeah. she came up with this thing and and she said later like I guess if I had known of this stuff maybe I wouldn't have married my husband because he was yeah. like not a very good match for me personality wise yeah. but yeah, they made but... do with you know I mean, so I mean, it's not like they're you know you're doomed if you don't find you know, exactly what, you're not doomed it, you're not doomed this is like a like, compatibility thing and just, right and this is kind of on the edges of kind of stuff it's yeah. like well if you were a pioneer crossing the plains or or uh fleeing from uh you know uh i don't know some country that's falling apart and an oppressive king or whatever you're probably not like asking everybody okay wait now i need to Test your personality type first to see if we're compatible. Like you, like you were sure. talking about in an earlier episode. Sure. You might just be like, are you going to not kill me or abandon me? Right. Or uh, <laughs> drink alcohol to our ruin? Or... Oh, well, we're getting back to uh, expect, cultural expectations. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, and how they're a lot lower in other countries. But when I was preparing... Which, <laughs> yeah. which my plan B for getting a singleness... <laughs> uh, Russia? Or? Yes, yeah, yes. Russia. Asian women, Russian Russian women, it's my plan B. Well, Asian women are at least shorter. I had actually looked this up on Wikipedia. The average height of a woman is slightly taller than in the United States. Yeah. And in Australia, even taller, and in Russia, pretty tall. Oh, But if I go to Asia or Latin America, I'm golden. Yes. Perfecto. But instead, I just don't think about it. Okay, so if we we rewound three minutes, there was something you were saying that I interrupted you, and then you interrupted Um, me interrupting you. Well, one of the things... You were making some sort of point. I was making some point. Sorry. I know one of the points that I was about to make was that when I was preparing for that presentation I was doing Mm -hmm. um, about about the Myers-Briggs thing, Mm -hmm. and, and... and so I was reading this actual that book that I just gave. What I, what type am I by Renee Barron? Mm-hmm. It has a bunch of cartoons in there too, which is fun. And um, anyways, uh, one of my roommates at the time, I would get in all these debates with him like all uh-huh. the time. And and to me, I was always like, man, why is this guy like debating with me all the time? It's like, why does he just leave me alone? Like, yeah. And uh, and then I was reading the thing about uh, his uh, Kiersey temperament, which is the mm. NT combination of letters hmm. and it was like it had a cartoon of two guys arguing and then at the end shaking hands and saying that was real great let's do this next week and it was like they just really <laughs> loved to debate for debate's sake uh-huh. it's just their personality type and and an nf and there's a cartoon of an nf and somebody an nt saying like now i'm gonna don't take this personally uh but and the nf was like running away and uh <laughs> because um, of course they took it personally right the description was that an NT, our knowledge seeker, uh, appreciates accuracy more than harmony. Hmm. And uh, an NF is the opposite generally, appreciates hmm. harmony more than accuracy. Hmm. So it was my tendency, for example, when somebody would say yeah. something that I knew was totally incorrect, I often would be like, huh, that's interesting. And in my mind, make a mental note, wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but I wouldn't... Or like, why is this person so mean to me? Why do they hate me? Yeah, exactly. But I wouldn't say it out loud. But the, the point, the the the, uh, the come full circle there, the, the, the point of that was that I was preparing for that thing. I had read that thing about NTs. And I felt like that very positively impacted my friendship with that specific roommate. Because you were able to like yeah. not judge him so harshly. Yeah. yeah. And then when that would happen, I would... I would be more objective about it. Yeah. I felt like I had a similar yeah. experience with yeah. one of my bosses at one of my workplaces yeah. and a secretary that I've worked with. Yeah. And I felt like um, it was easier for me to then at some point, sometimes later say, I'm not, um, it's it's not that I don't uh, want to talk about this. I'm just uh, taking this personally, unfortunately, and I don't mean to. And mm. it would help us to uh, not have conflict. Yeah. So it was yeah. great. Anyways, yeah. 
That's so interesting. It was a good experience. Yeah. I know that's, that's anecdotal. That's but... exactly why I think uh, Myers-Briggs is useful. Or yeah. persona- good personality theories are useful. Yeah. Um, and, and another thing I think that makes it useful is that it's it's one of the few that's relatively easily understandable uh, by, yeah. like, the layperson. Like, yes. Now, I, I would say another personality theory I like a lot is the, the color code, the Hartman color code. Okay. That one's, I would say, even more... Is that the red, uh, white, blue, yellow? Yes, okay. yeah. That, that one's even more intuitively appealing and easy to understand. Uh, I find that I like Myers-Briggs more now just because it fills in more of the, the details. But, yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, if we're talking, like, easy to grasp, I think color code works well. And yeah. color code, if you think... Myers-Briggs has had some knockoffs. Color code has had, like... 10,000 times more knockoffs. (laughs) Again, probably stemming from the fact that it's easier to grasp colors, right? That's, you know, when we think of a red person, of course we think of like fire and, you know, and a loud color and anyway. Yeah, and there's not total overlap between these either. Like, I'm an ENFP. Uh, I don't have much red in me at all. Yeah. And one of my good friends uh, is an ENFP as well, but she has a lot of red. Interesting. Um, So... Hmm. My brother took one of these at his workplace. It was a color code, but it was not that one. But it was kind of like... It was some knockoff, uh, probably. It, it was some knockoff, but it would show like... Um, it was supposed to... Like, if it was perfect, it was a square. But mm-hmm. however more strong you were on one of the tendencies, it would pull the square in that direction. So it was like some kind of a uh, hmm. polygon, hmm. Know, a four-sided polygon. Hmm. But my brother's was a perfect square. Wow. And uh, He's attained nirvana. Yeah. I don't know. It was... Interesting. He did great in that career. He's still in it. Oh, excellent. It's like VP of engineering. He's like, oh, he was doing, I don't know. And I feel like his rounded personality and whatever it was related to his work really helped. I didn't know you had a famous brother, brother in law or brother? (laughs) Brother. He's not famous. He's famous (laughs) and successful. He's a VP of something. He's VP, man. VP of engineering. Yeah. Yeah, he's really cool. I do think he's really well rounded in a lot of ways, but. Anyways, yeah. anything else we want to kind of wrap this one up? Maybe uh, so, so this is kind of a general overview yeah. of some of the Myers-Briggs stuff. I mean, we didn't give too much of an overview. Not a lot. Um, I, I, I can I can give a little more details. Do it. Should I? Okay. So, so again, back to the what Wikipedia said. Well, it, it talked about those four functions, um, you know, uh, getting information from sensation, from our intuition, and making decisions based on our feelings and on um, our thinking. So those are um, kind of like the four main functions. The But the first letter is extrovert or introvert. That refers to our general orientation to the world. And it has to do with um, what energizes us and what tends to drain energy. Um, okay. And then, so the second letter is sensing versus intuition. That's S versus N. Um, yeah, some people say intuiting. Oh, right. Um, yeah. Um, that that has to do with how we prefer to get information. Sensors prefer to get information from what can be observed from their senses, you know, whatever's tactile. The real tactile. world. Basically. Yeah, exactly. It's, it their five to, senses. Yeah. That's right. And it, I, I would describe it as more of a what you see is what you get yeah. approach to life. Yeah. Um, whereas for intuitors, they tend to recognize patterns. So I, another thing, sensors tend to notice the sequence of, of things. Um, uh. um, so they're more sequential in how they obtain information. 
You okay. know, if if this happened, then that. You know, I noticed that for intuitors, it's more like they recognize the big picture. Yeah, they can connect the dots between different um, different points of of information, maybe on disparate things. Um, they can read between the lines. Yeah, see um, the big picture. Kind yeah. Of. So, um, yeah, and then T versus F. That's thinking versus feeling. Um, it's about how you prefer to make decisions with with thinking. Yeah. That's about uh, cold hard logic. What makes what is reasonable? What uh, follows logically? Yeah. Um, and and not as much about what the outcomes might be for better or for worse. Yeah. Um, whereas for feelers, uh, they're much more emotional. They care about their how decisions match with their values, how other people are affected. Um, they tend to go by their gut, even if yeah. like I'm an I'm an F, and uh, mm-hmm. so even if and I, I am for the most part make well. a pros and cons list, and I'll be like, well, this decision seems to make the most sense, but in the end, if I feel more comfortable with the other decision, sure. I'll often do the other yeah. decision. Yeah. By the way, this is one of the I think the only I think the only of the four letters that actually is strongly correlated with gender. Oh, really? Not surprisingly, oh, so yeah, a, women are a, much women more are strongly more feelers. Fs yep. And yeah. And uh, men are more often thinkers. Yep, yep. Um, which I don't think should yeah. be surprising. Uh, but I'm not well, surprised it's by interesting that that could that. What do you call it? it? Folk wisdom. No, what's the word? I need a nap. Uh, urban, urban legend. Uh, conventional uh, wisdom. Okay, conventional it is wisdom. interesting that conventional wisdom is backed up by this. Um, okay. Uh, okay, and then the last of the four letters is judging versus perceiving. That yeah. is which uh, which of those two functions um, do we prefer? Sorry, the two categories of functions. So remember, S and N is sensing versus intuition. That's about getting information. Uh, F and T, that's feeling versus thinking. That's how we make decisions. So the last letter, J versus P, has to do with which of those two functions we prefer, making decisions or getting information. Uh, so, okay, that so makes for, sense. Yeah. For judges, they prefer to make decisions. Uh, for perceivers, they prefer to get information. So. Yeah. In practical terms, that means a judger is more likely to want to, to have make a plan. A yeah, yeah, to have yeah. to have things decided, to have a plan, and to stick with that plan. Yeah, um, they are often described as being planful. Um, <laughs> plan, I've you know, heard that and, word and, and 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 can be kind of rigid about it too. Sure. You know, if if they feel a decision has been made, they don't want to second guess that it's already been decided. Um, for perceivers, they prefer to keep their options open so yeah. they can get as much information as they can. Um, yeah. any of these can be taken to an extreme sure. to a fault you know but yeah. in an extreme form you know a perceiver would like never make any decisions about anything in life right, right. Um, uh, uh, yeah, yeah no I heard it explained that it's like what stage of a decision you prefer to be in and huh. the perceiver uh, prefers to be in the decision is not yet made stage of the decision yeah. and the J yeah. tends to prefer decision is made stage of the decision yeah yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's basically it. That's, that's basically that's a good, it. Good little overview. Yeah. So in the next uh, few episodes, we'll get into the specific letters and kind of talk a little bit more about them and yeah. and how they can or do affect our relationships with other people. Yeah. For good or real. Oh. So, yeah. All right. Or for mediocre. Well, or for mediocre. <laughs> or for neutral. <laughs> um, anyways. Yeah, someday when we get robots uh, that are really highly advanced, we'll have to inject Myers-Briggs personality type into them, so <laughs> so that they can inject be like in a syringe that type of people that we want to hang out. Like, hey, look, oh, I guess only gonna, if it's a uh, cyborg or what uh, android, turn, whatever is has part. I'm humans. gonna switch you over to an introvert, so you'll talk a little bit less. 
<laughs> uh, something like that. Anyways. Okay, well, I guess that's basically it. All right. Thanks, for, thanks for tuning in, thanks everyone. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll talk to you all next time. Take care. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app and give us a rating. Thank you.